welcome to another thrilling episode of Truth and Reconciliation. It's the Pellwood Fantasy Football League podcast. He's Peter Elwood. I'm Seth Martin. It is great to have you with us. Peter, how are you, sir? I think I'm coming into the podcast this week feeling contrite <laughs> uh, because I... I I think I went into like a little bit of a, a football coma over the last two weeks where I didn't really pay attention to uh, anything going on. I didn't yeah. do the power rankings last week. I didn't yeah. do the podcast last week. So I feel like I really dropped the ball. So it was only one week. Well, But I feel like I'm really beating myself up about not uh, not handling my, my duties. Though It was two weeks, I, wasn't it? I mean, maybe it was, maybe it was a good, was it good amount weeks? of self-loathing because, yeah, we missed you two weeks. Oh man, see, 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 like totally, just totally blacked out and missed a week. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. Well, I know that it was work related. So Grace, Grace abides. And you told me earlier today that you're just now coming out of some deadlines and you can begin to see the, uh, I don't know which way it would go. You can see the trees through the woods, the woods through the trees, wh- whichever one yeah. is better. You, you can see the that. chicken or the egg. Yeah. You're with me. Whatever it is. You're with me. Yeah. The early yeah. bird gets the speedboat. So you're. Uh, you're coming off contrite, which, you know, is more of a humble spirit than usual. Uh, care to elaborate? Well, no, I just, I just feel like that my, uh, commissioner duties, I, I, I wasn't, uh, handling, handling things. And, you know, like we had Chewy setting the all time high score yeah. last week. You need to and, celebrate that. Uh, we didn't even celebrate it, you know? I know. Um, so, I mean, I just, I snapped back to consciousness just, you know, enough to see that you beat me by 0.3 points. Yeah. Um, that was a real kick in the uh, yards. Sure, <laughs> you're like, guys, I'm back. Hey, guys, how's everything going? Yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, I I've been kind of paying attention on Sunday. I was busy doing other things, but kind of paying attention, see see what the scores were looking like, how things were going, and then uh, I thought, hey, looking looking pretty good. And then Tamara played and just went nuts. And yeah. Was like, oh, all right. Well. You know, I I still got two guys going. That's right. You know, yeah, so, you got you got so two two starters to... against a kicker. Surely, surely we're yeah. we're fine. Yeah, uh, yeah. And just uh, it was a it was a disappointing affair on Monday night to uh, come up short by three yards. Three yards. Uh, That's nothing. Three lousy yards. Nothing. Yep. Nothing. Yep. Yep. Oh, so congratulations. Sorry, you know, I apologize. Congratulations to you for uh, no. continuing your dominance over, over me in our, our head-to-heads. I, all I can say is the TNR Bowl, as of the you know most most recent TNR Bowls, have not been without excitement. But that's such a fluke. I mean, I really there's no like, oh, I did this, I won here. You know, clearly, had I played the right quarterback this last week and not made a stupid last-minute decision. I would have won outright, uh, hindsight right. being twenty twenty, and maybe I would gloat a little bit more there. But given that this was such a fluke, and now that's the, as you mentioned, the third time running that it's been such a close shave in the TNR Bowl, and as we discussed uh, preseason, that it's been a while since you've beaten me in general. Uh, which, I mean, I'm I didn't make the playoffs last year, so there's not uh, you know a, a horn really to toot here, but uh, I just. And I had gone to bed, uh, not thinking that I would win or lose. It was just like a well, I'm not gonna stay awake for my kicker, so <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go to bed and and we'll see. And at the same time, I expected a score correction at any moment on Tuesday to flip the win there. But all that to say, good match. Sorry that your your starting running back, who I really wanted in the draft, didn't deliver for you when you needed him. And uh, he did, he did fine. It was uh, Marquise Brown who was the issue. It was Hilaire put up eighteen, uh, oh, which is right. fine. Yep. Bra- Brown only put up three. So gotcha. Um, when he must have done that in the late in the game. I think you know you you have suffered many Monday night defeats. What do you think many. is uh, be- better emotionally to have your players come up short, or the other guys' players to you know provide the the comeback win? Oh, so, I hate losing to a comeback. I can't stand yeah, it yeah. in anything. In any, I, I lost a game in ping pong to a comeback last week. I cannot stand it. Uh, yeah. I would much rather have the opportunity to win and lose on my own effort than have the lead and sit back and watch it get taken away from me every time. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's right. I think on Monday night I was sad that my players didn't get it done. Whereas it, you know, like. Last year, when Muhammad Sanu caught a five-yard pass 
to give you the win yep. at, at the last, the last you know, on, on the Sunday, so. Sunday night yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was I was just mad, you know. So I'd, I'd rather be sad that my players didn't get it done than mad that yours did get it done. Right. So yeah, yeah. I'm with you on that, but not trying to to really drive home uh, any point in particular or any salt in the wound here. Uh, it could have gone either way. It was micro fractions of a point, and uh, I just skin on my teeth. And I think we'll face each other again uh, in in about what nine weeks. Well, I think we'll have to both make the playoffs to to meet again since you're in the other division. Oh, that's right. We don't, this we year don't have we, the we, two we or three weeks worth of interdivisional yep. play after the boxing yep. match between <laughs> our own bloodbath inside the kennel over here. Yeah. Yep. All right. Yep. Well, I hope I see you in the playoffs, sir. Yeah. Or not. Let's both get up the first week by, and and then we'll see. It'll be fine with me. Hey, a pretty pretty good week for the uh, the challengers division. I guess it was split three and three uh, between challengers and incumbents uh, teams winning. Yeah. Uh, in the, the first week of uh, across divisional play. So yeah. uh, a flip of the script from last year, where it was like five and one and six and zero oh every week yeah. of the incumbents beating up on the challengers. So I think that's what we said uh, a couple weeks ago, and. So, you know, one week down, it's uh, coming true so far. Yep, we've got the nice curve going here. We've got two teams sitting at 3-0, and two teams sitting at 0-3, and everybody else in between at either 2-1 and 1-2, and which is normal spread for three weeks in. Yeah. We have a uh, uh, the front front runners are uh, Chewy, Chris Wookie of the Year, uh, who inherited that name early on for a couple of reasons, and he has continued to always do well, always make smart decisions, always had good grade ratings from his draft. And right now he's uh, doing quite well with, with three wins under his belt, not necessarily putting up monster score week after week with the exception of last week when he set the new league record. Uh, however, Scott uh, is a three and O with uh, room <laughs> to stand. Uh, he is uh, leading the charge uh, in points four within our division. And no, that's not true. Chewy is right. Chewy's in, yeah, Chewy's no, in our Chewy, division Chewy, too, right? Yeah. Uh, you, you, you misspoke there. Chewy's lapping the field in, in points. Scored. You're absolutely he, right. He's up. He put on up the high, highest score in week two with 193, and then he put up a lead record in, in week three. So he's yeah. he's crushing it in uh, points. Not Russell only did Wilson I misspeak, is, I was misinformed, and I owe Chewy an apology. I'm so sorry. I was thinking about Jared's score, uh, knowing that he is a points four leader. Uh, despite a two and one record, however, the uh, the domination that Chewie's had, he's actually got a what a, almost a hundred points up uh, in our yep. league. So, yep. my bad, Chewie, and well done. Uh, Scott is ranked uh, number four in points for right behind uh, Chris and Jared being up there at number two, leading his division. So, uh, there you have that. And I'm sorry, Jared's also on the line. And uh, looking forward to apologizing to him for uh, misspeaking as well. Sorry I gave you more credit than you deserve there, buddy. <laughs> All that to say, uh, Chewy's 3-0. and We've got Scott at a pretty dominating 3-0. and uh, And just behind them, leading the charge in points four are the, uh, Chris and Lorenz. Uh, Pete. Any surprises looking at our standings right now based on our draft and based on kind of the week one anticipation? Does anything look out of the ordinary to you in our rankings right now that you want to point out? Uh, I, I guess, you know, bottom of the list is Michael at 0-3 and, 3 and uh, just, you know, last in points for, you know, really way behind. I liked his draft coming out of it, um, but... He's had some really disappointing starts from you know Joe Mixon, Odell Beckham, Mike Evans. Even has had like one good week, and other than that, hasn't been very useful. So, uh, kind of the the core of studs that uh, was expected to do well for Michael has not um, has not been there. His, his keeper AJ Brown has been hurt. Yep. Uh, only played the first week of the season and didn't do very well. So um, he's really, really struggling to uh, field a good team right now. And so that's that's the biggest surprise to me. But um, you know, kind of seeing the way things have played out, you know, it, it's, it's not too surprising. Sure. Um, you know, uh, with, with the the situations for each of those players, uh, it's not too surprising. It's just some, you know, some bad luck with the draft picks of guys not panning out the way they're supposed to. 
Yeah, I would say that last week might have been kind of a fluke loss because 143 points in a matchup isn't terrible. I mean, that could go either way in terms of win-lose. He was, you know, I think he would have beat uh, more than half of us last week, but didn't. So that that is kind of a, a altered or a, a side-balanced uh, 0-3, but... Yes, uh, according to our grade rankings, that is probably the most surprising. Mr. Bean Dip himself is 0-3 and, 3 and uh, is threatening a comeback, uh, just setting himself up for uh, quite the win. He also put up a respectable nearly 150 points, but happened to be going up against Jared, who uh, was close on the heels of Chewy this last week, looking for top score in the league, which we've had consistent top scores despite uh, now two weeks of Injury-laden, if not uh, scheduling issues with COVID, uh, there have been quite a bit of, of high top scores going into the week. Now, I'm used to starting in the league like that normally because everybody's healthy the first week or two. Um, but these seems like we're, we're putting up higher board than average across the board. Is that accurate? Is that more just my hunch over generalizing? Well, you do have to remember that we have the extra flex spot added this year, so you have to kind of change the watermark of what an average score is, uh, raise that up about you know ten and twelve points. Sure. Um, so, but we are seeing some you know pretty high scores. Um, you know that being said, and, you know you mentioned Brian uh, with Bean Dip. You know he's had two weeks in a row put up 149 points, and he's lost both weeks. So that's you know some tough luck. Uh, losses there yeah um so yeah i think it's uh higher scores uh probably not as much of a drop off as you'd expect with all the uh injuries that happened in um what week two or between week two and week three we had a lot of acls um go out uh and it hasn't really lowered the scoring uh, and just you know, other guys stepping up, and maybe it's just a sign of defenses being behind uh, without the preseason, and it's just a, a better offensive environment right now. Yep. Well, with that in mind, and speaking of stats and numbers, we've got Mister uh, Fantasy Football Statistician himself on the line. We're glad to have you first time for this year, uh, a regular on the show. Everybody, welcome Jared Lorenz. Hey, Jared. How's it going? Uh, doing good. Uh, a little rusty, to tell you the truth. It's been a few weeks trying to get back into <laughs> yeah. in the swing of things here. Glad hey, to have I you. I told you. I told you. I'm sorry. Just <laughs> drop it, okay? <laughs> I'm I'm excited to have uh, another podcast to listen to this week. Yeah, man. So it's it's good timing to have you on, Jared, because uh, one, your team's doing really well, which is always you know when we like to have people on is mm-hmm. when their team's doing well, so they can you know crash and burn right after. Um, actually, I shouldn't say that. Ed, Seth, edit that out because we we got to stop uh, stop the brand of uh, podcast curse. Um, but uh, more importantly, uh, Jared is playing Seth this week, yep. so uh, it's fun to have a head to head conversation when uh, one of us is going up against our, our guests. Not not as fun when when your tight end goes out in the third quarter due to a leg injury and his starting third string wide puts up over 100 yards. So not as fun going into the conversation on Thursday night, but I'm, I'm tracking with your thought process. Well, but an even more uh, topical is that we have the first, you know, COVID issue of the season affecting the Titans and Steelers. And Jared's team is just filled with studs from the Titans and Steelers. Oh. So um, J- Jared, how are you feeling? How, how did you take the news of the Titans and Steelers game being postponed and being down Derrick Henry, James Conner and Juju this week? So, you know, I actually saw someone else's team. Uh, another league to totally, I'm not in this league. They have those three and they have AJ Brown and they have big Ben. So <laughs> I actually thought that maybe somehow I had the worst luck in the entire fantasy football world. And I actually don't, um, <laughs> but it's pretty bad. It's pretty it could bad. Be worse. It, could, it be could be worse. It could be worse. I did have the Pittsburgh defense too, which I really didn't want to drop, but I had to. Um, I just couldn't yeah. justify keeping the, the the defense on the on the team. So I'm not I'm not excited about it. I'll say that I'm not too happy about it. But I I do still think I've got a decent shot at a win. 
um, especially if Michael Thomas doesn't play. So I'm that really that is really the question. I'm really hoping for that Michael Thomas that um, just his injury, the high ankle sprain is a a bad injury. Sure is. You you want him to sit another week and let that heal, right, Seth? Well, I don't mind because apparently Drew Brees decided to throw all of his passes to the pass-catching running back, stud Alvin Kamara. And uh, that doesn't hurt me either. So uh, ask Pete about that if you would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think we covered it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you're, you're off to a good start. You needed a good game out of Jamison Crowder. That game isn't quite over as we're recording this yet. And I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, I mean, man, I wouldn't be surprised if he catches a Hail Mary here because the Jets are still down to the Broncos right now. But uh, a great plus 100-yard game for him across seven receptions, so some pretty high yard averages there. And uh, I was disappointed Noah Fant was on track for another 12- to 15-point game and uh, re-aggravated his ankle and so uh, is out for the game. He's been great. I've been really, really glad to have him on my roster the past couple of weeks. So that was kind of disappointing. But with that uh, kind of flip-flop there, uh, that's given you, at least in projected sense, according to ESPN, which they go boulder assault right here on the shoulder, uh, at least our win probability is split down the middle as our projection looks pretty close at this point. So, as you say, uh, it's going to come down to Michael Thomas, I think, because I really don't have a backfill uh, that can uh, keep me in the running in that regard. So, we'll see. You didn't have to shake your head with such affirmation. Uh, to that statement. <laughs> you know, oh, I looked earlier. I looked earlier and I was like, man, if Michael Thomas doesn't play, he has got absolutely no one to put in there. <laughs> no. I mean, he might just want to take the zero, put no. the goose egg up there. Yep. No. No. Oh, that's right. Okay. That's right. Okay. So, uh, speaking of bench and bench management, uh, Jared, what did you think about, you know, you've got these three players out. Um, we don't have any, you know, additional IR spots, uh, or I don't even know if, how that would work because these guys aren't IR eligible. Um, if you had like a, a COVID IR spot on the roster, I, I don't think that would, you know, that was mentioned in the preseason. But now seeing what these guys look like, you know, I don't think they're IR eligible. Um, is there anything you think that we should? do differently or could do differently uh, for the situation of creating some extra bench spots um, or should we just leave it the way it is? I think we just leave it the way it is. I don't, I don't see a big reason to mess with it. I mean, you've got other guys on your, on your bench. You just have to play them and just like you would, if someone was on a buy and you want to drop people, drop people. And I certainly, I could drop people if I wanted to and pick up other guys to fill in. I'd have to drop, some of these backup running backs that I've got kind of stashed away. Uh, but I don't think it's worth messing with. I think it's good the way it is. Nice. Nice. I, I like to hear it. It's a uh, thank you for the confirmation of uh, my lack of action. I really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, ab- absolutely. Absolutely. Man, I feel like, I feel like we've now crossed over the border of let's be kind to Pete and be gracious to maybe throwing him too much, uh, too much fandom for his no, uh, no. his MIA ness. Uh, no, this it, is going well. Another th- another thing that Jared <laughs> that I'm I'm lamenting to even acknowledge, but uh, Terry McLaurin was put on the the uh, injury list and set out of practice today, and they've yet to really clarify what's going on there. And so I might be out my starter and my number two wide going into the Sunday. So. Uh, I'm I'm entertaining trade offers at this juncture. Uh, take, take a peek, everybody. No offense available. Uh, we are, uh, if I'm healthy and if you're, well, if you're stacked, it's no competition. But my healthy and your uh, COVID neutered is pretty competitive. That's got to be saying something about uh, both of our teams, more so yours. And uh, let's just celebrate a minute. You are kind of an unfair two and one. Uh, what do you think about that loss, and how do you feel about your team outlook going into the rest of the season? Did I lose? Who did I lose to? When did I lose? I know I lost, but when did I lose? You lost in week two to Charles. 
It was a close game, wasn't it? 165 to 149. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> it happens. You can't get too beat up about it. I'd rather lose now than in week 16. That's fair. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I and really... Sometimes you want to lose in week 16, as as, uh, right, as Peter I've Peter made totally clear. <laughs> <laughs> He's back, really? everybody. Your commissioner. <laughs> back in full swing. <laughs> Honestly, now that I think about it, um, maybe I want Michael Thomas active. Because if, if Michael Thomas is active, you absolutely start Michael Thomas. But really, all he's going to do is siphon touches away from Kamara. So if Michael Thomas sits, Kamara just gets his role plus Michael Thomas's role. And then you get all that wrapped up in one package, kind of like CMC last year on steroids. Sure. And then, and then you still get to start. Um, who, who is that? Uh, Vaughn, Vaughn, Von Hoferson? Ben, is that, ben Jeff- is that his ben Jefferson name? from the from the Rams? Yeah, Von Hoferson, I think, is, is how you say that. Uh, it's a soft J. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Von Hoferson <laughs> for the Rams. Uh you get to plug him in and maybe he does something for you. No? Uh, yeah, I, I think that's best case scenario for Jared is if a gimpy Michael Thomas is out there uh catching the ball and falling down every six yards and not letting Tamara run wild. Yeah. Uh, but you know whether it's starting a Dimpy Michael Thomas or starting a guy whose name I've never heard before in my life, uh, it sounds like it's a yeah. uphill battle for Seth. Probably, at that probably. And you're right. Maybe I'm waving the white flag at that point. But maybe you'll get lucky, and Michael Thomas is out for revenge and trips up on Alvin Kamara. They both go down and come out. So we'll see. Yeah, maybe. We'll see what happens. Maybe. We will. And see. really, we should talk about the fact that. Maybe you have the best Pittsburgh wide receiver anyway, mm. and he also is sitting. So it's not, I mean, yes, I am unfairly hurt here, or un, um, I'm more hurt than you are by this situation, but it's not like you're not impacted at all yeah. as well. Yeah, he, you know, he didn't play last week, all but 0.9 points worth. And so uh, that was disappointing because he was on my bench uh, or roster. Uh, the, uh, the, the thing that I have in my flex going for me is that Devin Singletary is picking up all the touches, uh, for, uh, Buffalo. So that's helpful right now. I don't know how long that gravy train will last, but we shall see. I've got the 49ers defense going up against the Eagles, uh, which is a pretty decent matchup for a DST right now. And, uh, <laughs> Hines has been hot and cold. Uh, he's a good RB2 counter, but uh, I'm really, I'm really, really, really counting on uh, I need a wide to perform. <laughs> I don't care which one it is. <laughs> I need one of them to do fine. If it's not Michael Thomas, then hopefully Alvin Kamara picks up the slack. Uh, but uh, I need those that wide spot to go well in order for me to be maintained in order to maintain competitiveness against you this week. Which, again, is saying something considering how strot your, uh, or how rot your team is with um, the additional sitting this week. I had a decent bench, though. That, that helped. I mean, yeah, it hurts to lose those guys, but um, my bench was decent, and I had some guys to plug in. So it's all, it's all right. It's not the end of the world. At, at the risk of wading into things that I don't know anything about because I've had my head in the sand, have they said what they're going to do with the Steelers and Titans schedule? Is there going to be is this their bye week and they're going to replace their bye later on, or how are they going to reschedule? I think uh, that's the thinking. I, from what I've heard, it's a it's an option flex bye so that they'll pick it up on the back end, but. I don't think they had shared buys, so they actually they do have yeah. to they do have to get another team to play them. Yeah, the the NFL scheduler is uh, <laughs> brain is frying right now. Trying to, yeah, trying to figure out how to work the logistics here. Seriously, do you my should, players not get to play twice 
in a future week have all of those points count. <laughs> is that not how it works? Yeah. Is that not, not, is that not right? Yeah. They're going to play on a Thursday and a Tuesday, and it's all going to count in the same same weekend. We'll Perfect. just take the That's higher of the two scores. For. Yeah. No, no. All <laughs> cumulative. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Yeah. That is yardage counted for a single week's worth of performance. So. I'd, Preferably I'd, I'd in, in week uh, week fifteen or week sixteen of the season, so yes, it's a uh, playoff week. Really, week, week fifteen is the most important week. Yep. We all know this. Uh, uh, to rewind things a little bit, uh, Jared, I always like to talk to you about the draft, and I haven't really got to talk to you about the draft. Did you have any kind of overarching thoughts about uh, how this year's went? Uh, you know, with a couple of new guys in the league. Any, anything that jumped at you as far as those different from other years or uh, things that uh, stood out to you? No, I really don't think so. I, I was a little surprised. Um, I did not at all follow the kind of the plan that I had personally <laughs> made going in. Um, I, I thought Miles Sanders and uh, Derek Henry both were kind of very good values at that. Yep. At those prices, and so I didn't anticipate uh, those, and so it kind of changed my whole plan. Um, I pretty much wanted kind of the wide receiver core that Pete wound up with, and um, well, it cost me a lot. So you know, <laughs> yeah, well, it did, but that was that was where I planned to spend. Yeah, um, and I just didn't wind up that way, and that's all right. I should, I do want to just say, like. I have, I have this year's Lamar Jackson. Yeah. And, oh, for and, sure. And it's we'll see, we'll see if it continues. I mean, he's not Lamar Jackson, but I would not trade him today for Lamar Jackson. Um, yeah. I would trade him today for Russ Wilson, and I think he's the only quarterback I would actually trade Josh Allen for today. Um, so in in three weeks, he has over a thousand yards and ten touchdowns. Three. Three three hundred yard games, which I don't think he did. He never had one previously, yeah. ever. And so he has. That's a little lucky. I think he has two running touchdowns that he took in himself too. He probably does. Yeah. He, yep. And really, you know what's crazy is he's he is one of those dual threat guys, and in week one he absolutely. I think he had close to fifty yards and a touchdown, but he's under 20 yards rushing each of the last two weeks. Like it's not a lot of rushing yardage the last two weeks. Yeah. Uh, Diggs has just been so good for that team. Diggs has really surprised me. I was really down on Diggs. Didn't he go for like $7? That's, I think that's, he went all, for way, all of us way were too down low. on Diggs. Yeah. And he's yeah. For, for how, so good. Yeah. How talented, yeah. For how talented he is as a, a route runner. I, was you know both Josh Allen and Diggs when they went in the draft I was like man I wish I had some money left because I I would have definitely like doubled you know it's easy to double one dollar but I would have <laughs> <laughs> I would have significantly pushed up how much they went for um, if I had any money left but um, yeah that I think both Diggs and Allen were just fantastic picks um, and yeah it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens to Allen the rest of the year he's you know he's a fun fantasy player i think in real life he drives some people crazy um but he he has some fun highlights you know like this past weekend he rushed in a touchdown where he looked like he was a, a fullback you know busting through the line like he, he he doesn't he runs like uh ryan fitzpatrick as a quarterback of like he'll yeah. lower his shoulder and he'll you know push through some tackles and stuff um or like a like a tebow runner not uh not just gonna try to paint me take a slide it uh, yeah uh, and tuck under so. a, a, and try to draw a flag anyway. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, the, his, his, he's, he's got a, a heck of an arm. He can, he can sail it and he's not without, you know, he's got, I think he's averaged a, a fumble a week. Like he's not. Uh, yeah. I think he had two, two in the first Superman. Week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that what it was? So, and yet <laughs> his point value is unquestionable in the world of fantasy. So yep. y- y- it's a good statement. Uh, Jared, the confidence that you have in him. Well yeah. Done. Oh yeah. And he's honestly, he hasn't week one, he made some mistakes, but he has not been nearly as mistake prone yeah. uh, the last couple of weeks. And he's been, uh, gosh, yeah, he's just been so good. 
He's a much it, better real life quarterback than people are giving him credit for now. I think clearly, yeah, and it, it's uh, interesting because I think a lot of us like to pay very little on quarterback in the draft, or you know, wait, wait a long time to pick a quarterback. But it's still really important to get a really good quarterback because it makes a huge difference to your floor score for the week when you have a really good quarterback. If you've got a guy who can go out and put up 35 points versus like having Phillip Rivers as your quarterback, right. like Philip Rivers may end up as like the 12th best quarterback on the year, but he's never going to score more than 20 points in a week. Right. right. So, um, and you know, there's some weeks where he's going to score 13 or 14. It's like, you got to have the guy who's going to go out and hit you 20 points every week and can hit you a, a 35-point game. Um, it, it makes a huge difference in the, the, your scoring potential as a team to have that solid quarterback, even if you wait to pick one late. Yeah, especially you know who's- as the league has evolved to be a more pass-heavy offensive league, uh, there's more of a line in between those teams that are still kind of the pound and ground uh, movers versus the mm-hmm. those that sail it in the air, and so you got to find that value line within your ranked quarterbacks to get value for uh, maybe a, a quarterback who will average a high score, but then when they go up against a weak defense, they'll go out there and they will just go bonkers in the air. That's my favorite QB to pick up. They can consistently bring in around twenty points, but you know when they're up against OPR rank thirty-two that they're going to put up forty points because capitalize so charles charles has figured out that that you want one of those yeah Um, i know he he really has and it's it's a it's a haves and haves nots and i think we've undervalued kind of as a as a league we've undervalued the quarterback a little bit and i think next i think this year we're gonna see such a difference and maybe there's maybe half a dozen that are really good stud quarterbacks and Everyone else just kind of is what yeah. they are. And I think next year we're going to value them a little more well, in the draft, if I had to guess. You're right. And so few teams have situations where it doesn't matter who the quarterback is throwing to. Uh, like, that's such a diamond in the rough. You go, this quarterback, it doesn't, you, can, you can just put him in any system with a, a receiver who's half awake, and he's just magical. He's going he's gonna to make it happen, uh, as opposed to if you put the right weapons around a quarterback, they're going to be insane. Like I, I've always loved, and I, I have a hard time saying this, but I always thought that Aaron Rodgers was one of the most talented quarterbacks fundamentally in the game. And yet, and, until you put some capable receivers around him, he's always going to struggle. He's always he felt like he was always mm-hmm. pushing rope uphill to have a big successful game, despite being really, really good. Uh, whereas opposed to somebody like Peyton Manning, uh, you can put almost anybody on the field alongside him, he's going to put it in his hands. So, and I, I feel that way. I, I think Josh Allen uh, is benefiting, but I think that uh, his, his talent, same with, uh, what's his name? Uh, same with Patrick Mahomes. Like it's just, they're just these top tier guys that can do magic uh, with anybody on the other side of the ball. Yeah. Diggs has been great for, for, Yes. Josh Allen. Without Diggs, I don't think it's it's nearly the way it is. Well, and it's just it's just a combination of factors with like the coaching has um, been really, really solid to maximize, you know, the ability of the players to, you know, take Diggs, take John Brown, put put them with Allen, get four wide receivers on the field more often, spread things out. Uh, you know, I think there's just, you know, Playing to the, their player strengths, uh, the the Bills have been a sneaky good coaching staff for the last three or four years, and now they are really having the talent on the roster to um, kind of put it all together. And I, I hope I hope they're a team that goes far this year, um, and you know knock the Patriots off that division for once. Yeah, um, absolutely. The, the, the Bills would be a good team to do it. Just yep. the, the, they're they're fun and they're well coached, and um, yeah, that'd be a, that'd be a fun. Uh, that that would be a, a good you know early season Super Bowl pick right yeah, now. I agree. Just for the, there. I agree. Absolutely. So Jared, there's a question that I enjoy asking guys on, on the line. And that is which pick were you most proud of coming out of your draft? And which one were you just shaking your head going, what, what the heck did I just do? I know uh, the second one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So the, the, it, it's, 
it's tough to answer which which one I was most proud of. Honestly, I think probably Josh Allen. Like I I had Josh Allen targeted as like my number five quarterback this year, and uh, I I was willing to pay more for him, and I, I was thrilled, just beyond thrilled to get him for a dollar. Uh, probably Miles Sanders and and Derrick Henry were the other two. They just um, I, I I know. I know that our our good friend Magic Bean Dip loves Josh Jacobs, but paying seventy or whatever for Jacobs and and forty six for Miles Sanders is just it doesn't make sense to me. Um, there just there just was too big of a gap there, and the same with Chubb. Sorry, Fleming. It just those two guys are fine, but they're they're not that much better than. Henry or Sanders. And I just, I was proud of, I was not proud. I just was surprised. I was able to get them. The, the, the terrible pick was Ertz. I was just trying to uh, <laughs> price enforce on Ertz. And I thought surely if I jumped it up to 20, someone would hit the button for 21 and just no one ever did. And then he's really not even been good this year. He's kind yeah. of been a, a bust on top of the fact that I didn't really even want him. So um, the only saving grace, the only saving grace there is that the guys I did want have also been bust. Yeah. So, I don't think uh, you I can a, call that a win, but I get why it's, <laughs> it feels a little better. Yeah. I mean, it's a slightly higher floor bust than, uh, than, than, <laughs> you're, than what you're saying is at least I'm not disappointed in Picking the the wrong the right person, so, yeah, I can still right claim stupidity, boss. not uh, not not uh, ignorance. Well, right. I mean, has has there been a good tight end pick other than I guess Johnny Smith would have been the one. Like if you had picked Johnny Smith or Noah Fance, those those were the good tight end picks. But all the other tight ends have been just trash. Yeah, at least but. One. But see, and that's that's yeah. the hard part is like twenty dollars. I mean, with the exception of Kelsey, twenty dollars would have gotten you the tight end of your choice, right? Yeah, uh, Kittle, but he's been a bust. Oh uh, yeah, yeah because he's been hurt. Mark Andrews, I think, went for just north of twenty, and he had a really good week one, and then has kind of been a bust the last two weeks. Yeah, I mean, the, the number ten tight end on the season is Mo Alley Cox. They got, they got Jimmy Graham as the number seven tight end. Nobody expected uh, him know, to be in the top twelve. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, like, and, I, and it's like I, I don't even know if I'd want Jimmy Graham on my team. Like, he's the number seven tight end on the season, but, okay. but if he's on the waiver wire, I don't know if I'd add him. So it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's like tight end, tight end is just trash this year. It's league. always trash. It's yeah. always trash, and we always think this, that this, maybe is, this, this is the year. This is the year. This is the year. <laughs> This is the year I have a buddy who who drafted Kelsey in three of his three leagues just out of trade bait, and it has worked. He has transformed him in three weeks. He's transformed him from a a you know number one tight end to a starting wide receiver every time because people just long for it. And uh, he should have just held on to him. I, I mean, seriously. See, I, I was a year too early on Kelsey, so this this was the year to draft Kelsey. Not yes. last You're just a, a man ahead of his game. Is all. <laughs> yeah. Just too is. innovative, too smart for us. That's right. No, too innovative for myself because I didn't recognize what a good thing I had and and uh, let him go this year. So. Well, so Jared, uh, you're the stats man. Any uh, any commentary, uh, anything of interest to you to report inside our league three weeks in? Not really. I haven't been getting updates on picks from our two yeah. our two regular podcasters mm, who've well, become irregular podcasters not for like much too early in the here. season. Yeah. This is no, I told you no. this is gonna be the summer of George. I was home, I'm not traveling, I'm I'm gonna be on the air every week, and then I'm just sitting here playing the uh the peanuts music. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> just waiting. <laughs> No, I think I think the only stat related thing I have is that if Michael Thomas winds up sitting, um, and this is not uh, Pellwood related, sorry. Um, if Michael Thomas winds up sitting, there is absolutely no reason for 
uh, Kamara not to be a hundred percent owned in our little DFS con contest we have mm. going. Mm. There's just he's just underpriced for the role he has without Michael Thomas. So that's my Bold that's call. my Pretty good tip. tip. Pretty good tip. Bold yeah, call. he's expensive, but play him anyway. Yeah, uh, auto fade. Now I'm gonna auto fade him. Just, just, yeah, just, well that's yeah. the that's the, the idea, right? <laughs> He gets injured in the first quarter, and you yeah. pass everybody. Yep. Well, well it's, it's the reverse happened to me in DFS last week. All my players got injured in the first quarter, and I was I was screwed. So. Well, after this week, his position rank has caught up with his talent. Uh, he is now sitting at number one, and so we'll see what the DFS price point puts him at. Uh, but I am really thankful that I kept him once again, and. Uh, Thankful that I have uh, him gap filling in lieu of Thomas too. Ready to get my money's worth out of Thomas though. I'll tell you that. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, ma'am. Well, Good as always, week. yeah, you too. Uh, I don't, I'm not going to be so bold as to say we have the game of the week. We do have a very interesting game at both being two. It's the game of the week. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's very, yeah. that's very gracious yeah. of you. I just feels, feels so self-serving to call your own game, the game of the week. If it's not the team, yeah, if it's not the TNR bowl, we people just anticipate the TNR bowl to be the limelight, but uh, the uh, the data head bowl is happening this weekend, so we'll see how we do here. And uh, I again, I'm thankful that you've been undercut, <laughs> and uh, and that I really hope that I have points in my wide receiver column this week. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. All right, man. Well, Godspeed. We'll see you on Sunday. Thanks, uh, well, right. thanks for coming on, Jared. Absolutely. Talk to y'all later. Yeah. What do you think? Do you have a chance? Oh, yeah. Hey, you have a chance. I really need, really, really need Thomas on the field, though. That'd be really nice. I need I need one or the other. I need McLaurin or <laughs> Thomas. Yeah. If I lose both, yeah. help! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Pete, it's good to be back on the air with you, man. Are you ready to talk some shop and talk some matchups? Yeah, let's run through them. Anything else we need to catch up on before we do that? Nope. Let's run through the, run through the matchups. Uh, we'll power through them quickly here. All right. Let's start off with yours tonight, shall we? You're sitting at a precocious one and two after a heartbreak mm. this last week. Uh, you are up against Jared Fleming, who is also one and two. This week, he's got Matt Ryan up against Green Bay. I'm expecting a big shootout there. Uh, this weekend, so that should be very interesting. Uh, we have the uh, in your side of the the ball. We've got the very very talented Cam Newton throwing in a very very talented offense that is New England. So uh, I personally believe that uh, Cam Newton's rank is just going to increase uh, week to week, and his value will continue to go up. I think he is one of the most solid QBs this season. Uh, so I, that's a good matchup push. I like that one a lot. He's got Nick Chubb in the number one RB spot, followed by Montgomery. Chubb is up against the Dallas defense. Well, can I call him a defense? <laughs> <laughs> he's, up, he's up against a few guys. They're going to be trying to stand in between him and the end zone. Uh, and so, and Chubb has been strong, uh, stronger than uh, I wasn't truthfully very hot on him going into this season. Uh, he's averaging 20 points a game. He does have uh, uh, four touchdowns thus far, so good RB1 spot. David Montgomery, a little less so, but not a, uh, a terrible number two going into that. His wide core is led by Devonta Parker. Uh, not a strong starting spot there. Devonta Adams is his stronger of the two. And again, I think Green Bay is going to have the shootout, so I expect him to be uh, above average this week. And then Cooper Cup, another one that I wasn't truthfully very hot on. He's uh, put up a decent average. He's low on touchdown opportunities, though. Does not get a lot of end zone action. He currently does not have a tight end, but Joshua Kelly, Jeff Wilson uh, sitting in his flex on flex. And not uh, great flex options for him. He definitely gets weaker at that line down the way. He's got the Chiefs defense in. This week, which is not a good defense and uh, a good kicker there in San Francisco. You, however, have Ronald Jones. We've got uh, 
decent performance. We've got Hilaire, who's awesome and just late breaking this last week. I think Adam Thielen's going to do really well in Houston this week. You said you got some news that may have said otherwise, but you definitely have a stronger wide core than he does between Adam Thielen, Callen, Calvin Ridley, and Marquise Brown. Definitely win the push in the wides. You've got uh, Dallas's tight end in there, uh, which he has not seen a ton of action. Allen Robinson and Jarek McKinnon are in your flex, both of which are very, very strong, so you win the flex push as well. And then you played the Broncos defense tonight, which that turned into a much more high-scoring game than anybody anticipated. I'm glad you didn't go negative. Uh, very well, <laughs> could, very well could have. Uh, I don't expect the Chiefs to do much better up against New England. In fact, I think they're going to get routed. So forgive me if I've given away too much uh, insider information because uh, it would be to your advantage for uh, Jared to leave them in. How do you feel about my synopsis? Uh, based on that, I'm giving you the the W here because you're you've got the stronger wide core and you've got the top stud. Uh, I think that Nick Chubb uh, doesn't look as good as hilarious. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what Chubb does this week. He's been so good, and Cleveland has been such a run-heavy attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was down on him because I thought you know he wouldn't really be involved in a, a pass-catching capacity for Cleveland coming into the season, and he hasn't been. It's just that they've been running so much, and he's been getting so many touchdowns that he's been scoring so well. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what they do you know, on the road in Dallas, if they're able to continue to run the ball the way they have the last couple of weeks, or if they fall behind and then Chubb gets totally game stripped it out of it and it's a, a cream hunt or a uh, sure. you know Cleveland has to throw the ball kind of game. Sure. So I, I I think Cleveland will still be able to uh, run the ball pretty effectively um, and and Chubb will still get uh, a pretty good score. But you know I think both these teams you know both mine and Jared's I feel like aren't really powerhouse teams. It's kind of like we have complete rosters. We have you know we don't have any like major holes. Um, in the rosters, uh, starting lineups look like yeah, you know that's that that player is viable. That's a, a legit player um, across the board. But I don't see anything that's you know like a a massive ceiling kind of thing here. So this should be a pretty low scoring, grinded out, close uh, kind of game. Um, so yeah, anything could happen. Um, and uh, I'm not sure what Jared's gonna do at tight end since he does have Johnny Smith who is uh, COVID postponed. So uh, we'll, we'll see what he can find on the waiver wire. Um, like we said earlier with Jared, tight end is garbage Jared. this year. So he'll probably find someone on the waiver wire, who, wa- waiver wire who will outscore my starter just because that's the way, uh, that's these the way it goes. Go. That's sure. I still give you the W, though. I think you're I appreciate it. cross board. I think you'll come out on top. I appreciate it. All right, well, let's hop over to uh, Brock, uh, and who's he playing this week? He's playing... Brock and Brian. Yeah. Friends uh, scoring off here. Brock brought Brian into the lead, and uh, Brian's off to an 0-3 start. Kind of a tough uh, start for him. He's had some close games and hasn't really had any uh, bad scores. Sure. Uh, He's just been outscored by, like, 15 um, or so each week so this brian is a great example if i may cut in and brian this is not a slam it's a compliment i hope it doesn't sound backhanded brian's a great example at the end of the day fantasy football as as hard as we can work it's it's a game of chance (laughs) and nothing can change that fact and uh sometimes you can have great recipe that just doesn't come out of the oven so uh i uh i applaud you sir for being one of the more active and uh conversive individuals when it comes to trade conversations and waiver activity. Uh, sorry for your own three, uh, but I hope you're enjoying the league. And I, I like Brian's team this week. I think he's had a couple of guys in the starting lineup who haven't been, you know, real strong producers so far this season who should have uh, better weeks this week, like Brandon Cooks and Preston Williams uh, to, and to name a couple there. He did trade for Mike Gesicki. Uh, by trading away the number two running back in Buffalo for him. And, you know, I saw that trade come through and I was like, well, this trade is meaningless. Like, this has no impact whatsoever. Zach Moss for Mike DeCity. But uh, I think uh, good trade for Brian uh, to have DeCity this week against Seattle's porous secondary. So I, I like Brian's team. I think it looks, it looks pretty solid across the board. Um, no, no big holes. You know, James Robinson was a, a good waiver wire ad since he's getting so much work for Jacksonville, yeah. even though it is Jacksonville. Um, he's, sure. he's had a chance to ha- have a good game against Cincinnati. That's right. So uh, Brock has a, 
problem at RB2 um, and at his kind of flex two spot. Uh, both of those are, are pretty weak right now. And uh, he's starting to get a little bit healthier. He's at Galladay back and Galladay's playing. Um, and, uh, you know, Gallup put up a good score last week. So his you know, Brock's wide receivers starting a little better. Uh, so that RB2 in that flex two spot. We, we uh, broke up. Start over with Brock's wide receiver. Uh, Brock's wide receivers are starting to look a little bit healthier and uh, get back into shape the way they uh, should be performing. But I think that RB2 and flex two spots still look pretty uh, weak. And uh, so I, I like Brian's team to win this one. I have to agree with you, but I do think that uh, if Brock is going to win, it's going to be because uh, his lower scoring uh, flex, as you mentioned, will be overcome because Stefan Diggs uh, this week could be a, a game maker for him. So we shall see. Yeah, I can see that. All right, let's move over and talk about Scott sitting at 3-0, facing off against Derek, who just got his first win of the season. Uh, Stats are a couple empty spots in his starting lineup right now. Uh, needs to plug a couple wide receivers in, but he does have Julio Jones, who may be able to play, yeah. and DJ Chark, who may be able to play on the bench uh, right now. So plug them in. His, his team looks a lot more complete. Uh, been a good start to the season for Scott, and uh, I think with good reason. Uh, the Green Bay offense has been really fantastic, and uh, having Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones for Scott, uh, he's definitely been benefiting from that. And now they're going to play at Atlanta, who uh, may get ahead early, but will definitely give up touchdowns late. So uh, Green Bay has a good chance to put up a good score there. Uh, Dare coming off his first victory is still looking like the same kind of team that he has all year, which is uh, kind of lacking that. You know, real ceiling potential. Uh, he's got some solid producers across the board, but it doesn't really look like he has anyone who's just going to explode. So I expect him to put up, you know, average scores on a pretty regular basis. And his his win loss record is going to just kind of be based on what his opponents do, whether they they have a good week or bad week. Yeah. Um. Uh. In that regard, I think that even though Robert Woods has been a little flip floppy between good week and bad week, I think this week. Uh, up against the Giants, he's due for his good week, and so that could help him out a little bit. Uh, Todd Gurley, again, Atlanta-Green Bay game. I, I do feel like that's going to be a high-scoring game, and so Todd Gurley's going to get plenty of goal line action, or so I believe. So I think that Derek's stud performances are going to end up giving him the the edge this week, uh, and because of that, I'm going to give him the leaning W and be the first one to snap Scott's momentum. I'm going to stick with Scott right in, uh, right in this one. Uh, I like Scott's running backs, Aaron Jones, Miles Gaston, and David Johnson this week even. I like how they're looking. So, yep. How about that? All right, well, now we'll go to what really I said you and Jared were the game of the week, but uh, Chewy and yeah, let's be uh, Chris, the battle, the battle of the Chris's, That's this right. really may be the game of the week. They're both projected for a really high total. Um, you know, Chris Windsor got a good night tonight. Huge of, night. Jerry Judy had a great game, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, Melvin Gordon, of course. Yeah, because I was ex- I was excited about Judy in the draft, so I was excited to see him get those. Yeah, touches. he had that. I had that, know, that one bid catch early on, and then I guess he didn't do much else after that. Um, so that was like a 48 yard touchdown catch. So that right there was you know 11, 12 points, and then he ended up with 14 total. So he just had like another catch. Um, so it could have been a lot more for Judy. Um, but Denver's quarterback was having some issues. So uh, Melvin Gordon did did in the end zone twice. Uh, did for Chris Windsor. Uh, so did a good night, but he's still projected to score lower than Chewy uh, by six points right now. Just Chewy is just on fire uh, with with his team. Russell Wilson is cooking. Austin Eckler is uh, looking the way he should now. DeAndre Hopkins is just gobbling up the targets in Arizona and he just George Kittle back healthy this yeah. week. So, uh, you know, things are really lining up for Chewy, uh, coming off a massive score last week and, uh, don't really see, see a reason why his scoring streak is going to stop right now. So, um, look, looking good for Chewy. Yep. It really is. And the thing that's scary about Chewy is that his, I don't know if he has, you could argue with the exception of probably C.D. Lamb and I guess Randall Cobb, yeah, uh, he's got like top ten 
position ranks in every one of his starters. And if not top two, <laughs> so he's got a monster power team, and uh, that is going to be tough to beat. Yeah, yeah, she's looking uh, really good. But um, that'll be a fun, fun game to watch. Hopefully, it's uh, a shootout. Yep, I hope so too. And Chris, you got the right. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, Chris Windsor, you've got the right jump uh, to make this game all the more competitive this yeah, weekend. So. That's right. Uh, yeah, you got what you needed. Exactly. Thursday night, yep. Thursday night has served you well. We will see. So the 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 official game of the week, <laughs> yeah. the unofficial has been recanted and stepped on. Yeah, so. but it, it, we we got a good week ahead of us with uh, several close matchups to watch. Um, I don't I don't see anything that looks like it'll be a blowout for sure. So. Sure. Uh, uh, last game. That being said, <laughs> uh, well, we haven't talked about the last game yet, right? <laughs> <laughs> so we got Charles going up against Michael. Um, Charles uh, suffered his first loss of the week last week, uh, but he should be in a good spot to come back with vengeance here. Yeah. Uh, Lamar Jackson was really disappointed against Kansas City on Monday night, and now he just faced Washington. So I think uh, Lamar will be unleashed and uh, yeah. go nuts here. So uh, Charles still has, you know, to me, I look at his wide receivers and I still see a lot of question marks, but. Uh, you know, Justin Jefferson went off for Minnesota last week, and he may become a, a truly viable option there. Robbie Anderson has found a good spot in the Carolina offense, and Russell Gage is uh, totally uh, startable from as a number three wide receiver for Atlanta, yep. given the way they throw the ball and uh, need to be thrown to, to score in games. So uh, Charles' team looking uh, very strong, I think even stronger than it was coming out of the draft. Um, and yeah, Michael's just, you know, I looked over there and be like, maybe this is the week Odell Beckham, uh, just going, maybe this is the week Joe Mixon gets going. Uh, you can make arguments for those guys. Uh, but it's, uh, definitely a, a struggle, uh, for uh, several spots in Michael's lineup right now. Yeah. And what's sad is that this team on paper out of the draft, you know, preseason, this is a formidable team. Like it's, it's not, it's not one that. I would look at it and go, ooh, he's got you know he's got an uphill battle this season. Uh, I certainly would not have predicted he go zero and three. So uh, I hate that for him, but uh, especially being chaired by Patrick Mahomes, uh, you'd think that he would have that carrying him. But I bet Lamar Jackson, like you said, shows up this week and earns that uh, <laughs> round one <laughs> oft drafted uh, title that he uh, has this last year and. Uh, makes a, a game out of it. But right now, yep. I don't see, without that, I don't see uh, Gaines losing this week. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. But I do expect Michael to have a, a little bit better of a score this week anyway. So. Yeah, I think so. It could be a game. But yeah, I think Charles will win this one. Yep. All right. Well, with that, we didn't really discuss our matchup. Do we want to do the unofficial game of the week? Is there anything else to add to uh, Jared and I's game? No, I think we covered all of it. Uh, I I will. Um, I didn't give a pick though. I will pick Jared, even though he's got his um, his three studs on on the bench uh, for the unexpected bye week. But yeah, it's good. Uh, I, I, I will. I will still pick Jared here, yep. especially after he, he got the the start out of Crowder. Oh, he needed that. Yeah. Yeah, man, Crowder. I think Crowder shows up on Thursday nights. I feel like there's been a couple times we've recorded and talked and be like, "Wow, Crowder had a good name, good game tonight," and uh, like unexpectedly, you know, yeah. got multiple catches you know, or more more catches than you expected, and um, definitely more yards, more targets. Yeah, it's it's kind of uh, and you know, poor Brock. It's kind of an either or. He's got Barrios on the other side, and so uh, kind of game day decision, like how. How uh, yeah. telling that is between when Barrios is, uh, well, rather when Crowder is out there. I mean, last week, uh, Barrios had all the attention. Last week, he put up 16 points. So he got, got the action in week two and week three, but week one and four, absolutely dead, less than a point each. So just depends. Yep. Uh, I am concerned. I'm hopeful. And we shall see. Indeed. Indeed. I'm looking forward to a good weekend of football. I think we've got some good matchups to watch. And uh, just across the NFL, there's supposed to be some pretty high-scoring games this week, so we should see some uh, high fantasy totals as well. Yep. All right. 
so Pete, uh, you climb back out of the hole that is uh, your your forecasting, and here in the fourth quarter or approaching the fourth quarter, uh, and uh, you've climbed into the hole of fantasy football. I hope I'm I'm getting there. I'm I'm slowly getting back into it. But I did have the thought last week of like, this is the year I'm gonna miss the playoffs this year. Yep. Because I'm just, you know, I'm stretched too thin. This is going to be the thing that drops, and I'm going to miss the playoffs this year. But now I've said that in my mind. I'm determined to not let it be the case. So uh, the, the comeback starts now. All right. I needed need, right. need a win this week. Well, you got the physical prowess to go for it, man. May I just say, <laughs> well done in all of this. You haven't let your push-ups or pull-ups slack any. It's tough. It's tough. I'm it's sure. A, a, the choice. It's, def- it's, it's not so much a, a, an act of strength to do push-ups and pull-ups every day. It's more just an act of discipline sure. of uh, continue to stick with it and, uh, and grind them out. Well, that's a good word for fantasy football, sir. That's what it takes, what it requires, especially in a league as demanding as ours, because it's the greatest fantasy football league in the world. And this is its podcast. He's Peter Elwood. I'm Seth Martin. Thanks for tuning in. Good night.